Ooh, yeah, it's the Titan. No, oh, no, that's not my name. Hey, what's everybody? What's good, everybody? This is your man, the Titan Montezzi, and I am here on the exclusive podcast, the best podcast you will get anything wrestling, everything pro wrestling with my man, Conrad. Make sure you guys tune in. Montezzi, Swerve City, AVM. Let's get it going, man. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. I'm your host, Conrad Cushman, and being joined today by two legends in the wrestling video game world. First, to my left, we have Matt Black, aka Raw F Showtime. You will see him on all the socials. Matt, how are you? Good, sir. I'm doing good, man. I don't know if I can call myself a legend by any means. We got a legend here with us tonight, but you know, I'm just I'm happy and blessed to be a part of the community for as long as I have been. And so. Matt, hold on. I'm a man of my word. Matt was supposed to be on this show probably years ago in the beginning, <laughs> and I messed up. So as my friend CM Punk says, let the apology be as loud as the disrespect. <laughs> so I apologize to you publicly on the show because that's how you do it, folks. When I'm wrong, I will admit I'm wrong. It's all good, man. It happens. <laughs> Boom. Happy to be here now. And last but not least, every everybody's favorite. Everybody's always got questions for Mr. Brian Williams. Brian, how are you good, sir? Doing good, brother. Conrad, Matt, oh man, two of my favorite people. I am I'm so happy to be here. And uh yeah, the whole legend thing is like, no, save that for the true legends, dog. I appreciate it though. No, 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 no. That's a legend. I don't think I'm a legend. Yes, at all. I think so. I think so, my friend. Matt is I, too. But listen, we're here to talk AEW all out. We are going to get into the intro and then we're going to give our preview and predictions. And I think we're going to be trying to make some storylines out of some of this. So make sure you guys stick around and enjoy. What is going on, everybody? Thank you, everybody who is in here. Uh, I'll say it early. If you guys like the video, hit that like button for us. Uh, leave us some comments down below if you watch this after the fact. You are all very appreciated. Uh, we will try to get into some questions at the end. So if you got anything, save them. But we'll try to read some good comments in between then. Uh, shout out to those who came early, Mr. Pro Wrestling One. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm gonna hopefully I don't say this wrong. Mark Cho Madness. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> all right, all right. Matt Lopez in the house, B Boy Skyline, BJM Live. What's going on, BJ? Positively E. What's good, E? I appreciate you. See, he said legends indeed, bro. I'll tell you why <laughs> you're both legends after I get through these names. Connor knows soccer. What is going on, Connor? John Nell in the house. What is good? Brian and Matt, the last flames of the old THQ era. Facts. Right, yeah. Facts. Jocelyn, how are you? Be nice. She is the queen of the chat right now, so hold it down. And uh, Kill Moose Kill says NXT 2.0. Let's go. Come on, Moose. You know better than that. <laughs> you know better than that. Moose, you're here watching us. We ain't watching NXT. <laughs> Come on now. 
And Casey just came in and said, Brian has a deep voice. Casey, I saw your message when I was doing my theme. Thank you for that. Inappropriate, but thank you. Um, <laughs> trying to crack me up on air. He tried to time that right. But listen, the reason why I say these two are legends, one of my favorite, favorite interviews of all time. Like I would like to think when Matt was with Gaming Ring, I learned so much about how to do things versus how I was doing them before. Instead of yelling on forum boards, I'm like, how did how did these guys get out there to do these interviews? And I'll never forget the one. I think it was for SmackDown versus Raw 2011. He goes to interview Brian. And Brian is the funniest person of all time. He's like, you know, rapid fire questions. And Matt's going through them. Boom, boom, boom. And he's like, DLC, Nexus, in or out. And when Brian said no comment, it ruined the whole thing. <laughs> you looked and you were like, come on, man. That was the best tease ever. I was like, yeah, I'm pre-ordering right now just because of that tease. So absolutely love you to have great memories of you both. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate you too, comrade. And you, Matt. Very, very, very kind of you, yeah. man. I'm, I'm flattered. So AEW all out, guys. There's, there's a lot to talk about with this. There's the the drama going on in AEW. It seems like it's everywhere. I feel like I'm in high school again. It's like, oh, this person <laughs> doesn't like this person. This person's not in the game because of these guys. Oh, the EVPs have problems with everyone. Tony said staff meeting. Everybody run to the, to the lunchroom. Hurry. I don't know what's going on with any of this. Um, how do you guys feel right now for the buildup for this show so far? Um, we'll start with Matt. I don't think the buildup has been necessarily bad, but it hasn't been o- over the top hype either. But I think Tony, if you listen to the way he talks over the past year or two, he's all about those last minute buys. So I think all of his plan is to stack dynamite and rampage up this week and just go pedal to the metal and get all the hype this week. So he gets all those last minute buys this week because that seems to be what he cares about the most instead of the long-term hype build he seems to be okay we're this is we're we're all out week now let's throw everything we have at the wall get everybody really excited and then they're gonna you know order the pay-per-view because it's a few days away instead of a few weeks away okay brian your your hype for the show thus far uh i'm definitely hyped for it i mean i i'm just a huge fan of the product overall um this one's kind of weird though i mean i mean just, I, comparing you know this all out to what you know to last year is i think a safe thing to do i think everybody's probably doing that i'm not as high on this year's all out as it was last year but again you know when we we're talking about last year you know, you're seeing cm punk come back and have his first match in what was it like five and a half six years or however however long it was so, I mean, that's like an outlier in of itself. I think that they've done a fairly good job with the matches. I'm looking at, I'm on Wiki right now, and I'm looking at the matches that have been announced. And and look, I mean, I'm, I'm largely into most of them. And even the ones that I may not be so high on, I'm still interested to see the matches play out. I think, you know, for me, the uh, in recent weeks, right, actually, this last week, the uh, Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs program has really got me going, mostly off the strength of a uh, Starks promo. That guy's a freaking star, man. Like, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, how the first time you were introduced to Ricky Starks, uh, for me, it was when he made those appearances on NWA uh, yeah. Power. Same. And 
yeah, and I it was the first time I had seen him, and I was just taken away by the guy's promo ability. And then you know when he when he came to AEW, challenged Cody for uh, the TNT title a couple of years back, and the guy can go in the ring. I yeah, I'm really interested in in this program that he's got going with Hobbs and uh, the main event situation, which I know we're recording this today. My apologies, this is all my fault. We were hoping to do this on Thursday <laughs> after Dynamite had aired, but I absolutely loved, I loved what they did with Punk and Moxley on last week's Dynamite. I loved it. it. I know, and Matt's shaking your head. I know you, you, yeah, I, I saw like it. Get, I didn't I like loved it. it. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan of Mox right now. I think Mox is the hottest guy in AEW, and you know, uh, it's it's been the summer of Mox. And he's just been going through cats left and right, and the shit is ex- okay. Oh, you can yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, uh, the shit is exciting with him on top, and you know I think Tony Khan is in a uh, really good position here, where presumably this will be the rematch. This will be the main event for All Out. Um, but yeah, it's in a situation where it's like, man, like I, if I was Tony Khan, I, you know, that's not an easy decision to make. Who goes over? Uh, just because of how the role that Mox has been on. So I don't know. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited. What can I say? Okay. I'm sure we're going to get into all of this. Shout out to Rob who has uh, joined us. B-Boy, B-Boy, hit me up in text message. We'll talk about that $10 because them $50 pay-per-views, they, they do cost some bread. <laughs> we may we may be able to include you in the festivities. Uh, Matt Lopez says, I'm excited. But, yeah, the build looks like they're going uh, balls to the wall this week for those buys. They have to, like Matt said. Uh, this has been the weirdest build for an AEW show. Even Forbidden Door felt more built up than this. And BJ also put Stroke Daddy in all caps. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pro Wrestling thinks it's fire. Uh, Kill Moose Kill says the build up for this show was so much better than Forbidden Door. In my opinion, Starks and Hobbs is going to be very fun and hopefully something special. E says TK, uh, he focuses on the trends, in my opinion, not the short term buys. Matt Lopez talking about my rant last week. I'm sorry, Matt. People that really pissed me off with the with the not seeing both sides of situations, and I had had it with, with stuff. <laughs> it was bad. It was about the punk hangman, all that stuff, and I was just like, "All right, that's enough on crapping on punk." Sometimes uh, you got a rant. It's therapeutic, dog. It was. It felt good yeah. too. Uh, even though if you guys see ducks in the chat, that is referring to the young bucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I gave them a new nickname. Uh, is that a Frank Cho Harley Quinn behind you? No, it's uh, it's actually Jim Apparel, uh, former artist for DC Comics. <laughs> and he put either way, it's awesome artwork. Definitely check out Brian's uh podcast where they talk about uh, movies. Bullshit. <laughs> huh? bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it's my bullshit though, Brian. It's uh, the yeah. uh, Bombcast podcast. Absolutely love Brian and Graham, great podcast. Uh, Matt, you have a podcast as well, right? Uh, Lost in the Big Card. It's on hiatus right now. I'm, I'm so busy with, you know, doing stuff with Sports Kita and WrestleZone. I just it just haven't had the time to do that weekly like I like I would like to. Hopefully it'll be back eventually. But right right now, right now it's on hiatus. OK, OK. Well, make sure you guys are giving them a follow. All their stuff's going to be down in the descriptions of the audio version and the uh, YouTube version. It's already in there, actually. So if you guys want to check them out. And I put links to their uh, their works and stuff that they are working on. So let's get into this card. Tony Khan had me jacked up tonight. 
He starts coming out. He's like, we're doing a zero hour pre-show. Kind of yes. just do his graphics an hour before, right? No, no, Tony, just add more. So I have to go get him. So it looks like we're getting an hour pre-show now for this show. Interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. And we had one match announced. They thought he was in trouble, but Eddie Kingston's back, baby. Oh. Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. Shout out to Brian for teaching me how to say that name. I will never forget it. If you go back in the archives, and look at it. but Tomohiro Ishii, that that is a banger of a match. Um, not one that I was ready to predict on this one. So I'm gonna go reverse. We're gonna start with Brian for this one. Who are you liking for this? And let me know how you're feeling on it. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad you put that graphic up, and I I, I just got out of work and enjoying this uh, this you know this the show today. I was not aware of the zero hour pre-show. I was on Wiki and I'm looking at the card and the first thing that I see is ECE versus Eddie Kingston. I'm like, all right, well, you know, Wiki's, you know, it's made by other people. It's not always yeah. right, but apparently it is. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, these guys, they just had a match not too long ago in one of the New Japan shows. Uh, yeah, Capital was- Collision. Capital Collision, yeah, that was awesome. I actually, I, I bought that event just off the strength of uh, of this match. Um, I mean, at that event, you know, I think, uh, oh, damn, who went over in that one? I think EC won. Uh, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So with so. this, with this happening in an AEW environment, I mean, I my guess is that you know Kingston gets his win back. But honestly, you know, you put these two in the ring together, and for me, wins and losses do not matter. We're, we're going to see some violence, some clubbering, some some uh, some chops, some forearms. Just you know, these guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm I, I love Tomohiro Ishii. He's one of my favorites in New Japan. Any match that he's in, I will watch. And I love Eddie Kingston as well. I'm glad that he's had uh, the success that he's had with AEW. Um, he was always one of those guys on the indies where I'm like, man, this guy, yeah, maybe, you know, he doesn't have the body of, you know, of what a quote unquote professional wrestler should look like, but the guy can talk his ass off. He's good in the ring. He carries himself with a certain swagger. And so I'm just really happy that Eddie's finally getting his flowers, you know? So I expect a great match. Um, and if it's going to be on the uh, that zero hour show, I expect you know if they are given the time to do what they can do, could potentially you know add some buys to this uh, pay per view event. So I ain't going for Ishii though. I love Eddie, but I'm I, I, I want Ishii to win. But Stone, Stone Pitbull's my boy, man. He's one yeah. of my favorites over there. Give him a title, Ghetto. Just do it. <laughs> what is so hard about this? You, you know what's funny is that in my times in Japan. You know, when I was working with Yukes, because uh, I'd go to a whole bunch of New Japan shows. I mean, I've seen Ishii live more times than I can count. And there's a thing where he's popular there, but he's way more over in the United States than in New Japan. And because that was always my thing. I'm like, this guy puts on nothing but absolute bangers every time he's given the opportunity. But he's never sniffing that uh, IWGP, you know, title you know, uh, championship reign or whatever. But uh, he's definitely appreciated over here. Not that he's not appreciated in New Japan. It's just, I guess I got other, you know, other people they're trying to push. But no, he's he's like, uh, like Ishii is just like uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki. You know, the guy's freaking just over over here. So 
it's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be a good match either way. Like this is an easy thing where it's like, will the match be good? Yes. Who will win? It's a pick 'em. I'm picking Ishii. Okay. All right, Matt. Who you got for this one? Who you liking? I'm going with Kingston just for the simple fact of the matter is if he doesn't win, all we're gonna hear online all night is Kingston still has backstage heat. Kingston's in trouble with AEW management. Look at them. They brought him back and they jobbed him out on zero hour to Ishii. I going into Grand Slam, which he should have a prominent match at. I feel like this is a must win for Kingston to shut up a lot of the um, backstage drama that's surrounding him right now. I feel like I feel like he needs the win really bad, and if he doesn't get it, there's going to be a lot more talk about why he didn't get the win instead of how great of a match this is going to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think at Grand Slam, I'm going to pick Kingston as well and keep it short. You guys said everything that we could possibly say about this. With Kingston. All right, I'm switching. I'm picking Kingston too. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I flipped him. You flipped him. I, I think that with Kingston, he, that that big Grand Slam match has to be his dream match. I won't say it. I don't want to jinx it. I know that he's probably putting pressure on Tony. Like you better, you better get him over here. He wants to face an AJPW legend. I'll let you guys look it up who it is, but I hope it happens. Hope. Um, everybody in the chat, I'm seeing all Kingston, Kingston. Uh, someone's talking about Seamus versus Gunther. I still find it hard to say that name. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, them wrestling shows with Leaper of SVR Road to WrestleMania fame. I don't know if he was there. Did you go with Justin to those shows, Brian? Uh, what in Japan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we I went to one with them. Uh, we went this is like 2006. We went to the Budokan Hall for a new, uh, a pro wrestling Noah show. Uh, the main event was uh, Kenta and Marafuji. That was, that was when Noah was the ish. Yeah, they were yeah. they were crushing it. Yeah, they went an hour, and it was probably the best wrestling match that I've seen live. That's a that's a big thing coming from you. Now getting into this card. Um, all right, this is gonna be one of those matches. I don't know if we're gonna have drama from this, or we're gonna put this over. We've got a trios match, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. In my personal opinion, a total freaking upgrade, like 100%, dude. There was no effing way that you were going to keep this on here and then try to tell me like, oh, yeah, the Satin I'm seeing Sanjay match is going to be great. I was just like... It's one spot, dog, and Sanjay ain't doing no moon stomp in his church shoes, bro. He He's not doing that. First off, I would never take that move. That's like on my band moves list. If I was a wrestler, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that, bro. I don't know how they do that safely. It boggles my mind. But I think the upgrade here with the machine guns makes it a lot better. And I I, I just think it's going to be much better of a match. And maybe we still get the power bomb spot. I don't know. I'll let Matt start this one off. Oh, dude, until they put the guns in this match, I wasn't looking forward to this at all. I was like, this is a waste of Wardlow, who doesn't get to defend the TNT title. This is a waste of FTR, who has three different championships they could be defending. And they're stuck with Jay Lethal and, you know, and, you know, you know, Sanjay and Satnam. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, that's something you could throw on Rampage Friday night before All Out as like a main event. And that's fine. But I didn't want that on the pay-per-view. You put the machine guns in there, 
Hell yes. FTR and the machine guns, I'm all about it. Um, I figure Lethal takes the pinfall here. Um, they, You want to keep the impact and AEW relationship strong. You don't... You don't do anything to mess up with the machine guns, but you don't take, you don't give a loss to FTR or Wardlow either. So I'm thinking lethal, lethal takes the pinfall, and it's gonna be and it's gonna be awesome. I I can't wait for this match. Oh my goodness! I apologize. Listen, let me just set the record straight before I go to Brian. When I said that comment, I said if. If this is true, I was playing devil's advocate. I know I was upset, and people just don't hear that part of it. Leave the leave the young bucks alone till we know for sure what happened. But I know they feel some kind of way about it too. I listened to an interview with them talking about it too. They thought it was going the same way we all did. Um, people, Brian, people, people need to keep in mind. I, I got to say this real quick. People need to keep in mind. At the end of the day, Tony Khan's got final say in any, everything that happens in this company. And I know everybody wants to like finger point like at the Bucks and Kenny for stuff. But Khan has stated all the way back. I think it was double or nothing. He's like. When the trios, when Kenny, when Kenny is ready to come back, we're I'm burning out the trios titles. So Kenny was ready to come back, and they're like, "Okay, Kenny's ready to come back. We need to shift these plans." And they they did the trios tournament because yes, Young Bucks and FTR was the plan for All Out, but then Kenny was ready, and plans changed. Um, because at the end of the day, Bucks weren't even scheduled to win those tag titles to begin with that was supposed to be the hardest time before jeff had that you know that thing that jeff had um so i know every i, I know it's really popular like bury the bucks for no reason but this the buck stops with tony khan if tony if tony wants to change plans plans change it's just that simple hey that's, that's what it could be until until we know we that, that that's all we can say. I, I do I do think it's a little conspicuous the timing of some of the things that have happened, but whatever. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Same thing with the punk hangman thing. We don't know what's a work, what's not a work. Brian, this trios match, Wardlow, the whole shebang. I don't know if Satnam's getting power bomb. Maybe that's the big like thing in this. If he interferes, I don't know. What are you thinking of this match? All right, so, well, first of all, I just want to echo what Matt just said, because I do, because you're right, Matt, you're right. Like, you know, much like when Vince was in control, you know, you could complain about creative, you can complain about whatever that happens. Everything starts and stops with him. And most importantly, it stops with him or it moves forward with his say-so. Nothing gets on that program, nothing gets on that TV unless Vince had that approval. And much like in AEW, like, it's Tony Khan who is commanding the ship. I mean, people may not want to believe that, but that is the truth. I mean, of course, he's listening to, you know, his talents, but he has that final say. So just want to, yeah, you're right with that sentiment, Matt. As far as this match goes, so this is a weird one for me. And I think it goes back to the earlier question about the build for this pay-per-view. Yes, I'll get the positive out of the way first. Yes, the inclusion of the Motor City Machine Guns absolutely makes this, that much more interesting and makes this a better match off top. I don't think there's anybody that's going to, you know, debate that. Uh, but <laughs> I, I kind of, and I don't know what calculus Tony Khan is working with. I mean, I'm sure he's got his plans because there is what, uh, before the end of the year, full gear in November, 
Um, but I just look at the the, the the people involved in this, specifically on the babyface side, where you've got Wardlow, who was a TNT champion, and FTR, who, like you said, Matt, are carrying around like how many sets of belts? They've got the Ring Great. of Honor, they've got the AAA, they've got the IWGP tag belts, and they're hot as a tag team. And I saw somebody commented uh, while you were speaking, uh, Conrad, about the fact that you know we're about to crown the inaugural six man champions and we have another kind of just uh thrown together six man on this show so like the logic of why these why this match is happening in the way that it is kind of stymies me you know i feel that you know i'd much rather see ftr in a tag match for defending one of or all of these belts and yeah the the, the bucks would be the obvious but they're involved with the you know the six man the trios title but just i don't know like I wouldn't have done it this way, but that being said, I think the match that we are going to see with the talent involved, I think is going to be good, very good, in fact. So I'm excited to see it, but I I would not have expected that this would have been – this is where these these acts would be on this show, if that makes any sense, yeah. you know? Agreed. Yeah. But I love—I I can't even front. Like when they announced that the Motor City Machine Guns were going to be teaming with Jay, I pop—I love yes. the Motor City Machine Guns. Who doesn't? You know. And then also, you're going to have the, the Motor City Machine Guns on the hill side, on the hill, on the hill ledger, as it were. I don't want to boo these motherfuckers. Like I love Motor <laughs> City Machine Guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like—it's just kind of weird. But yeah, the the the, the work in the match is going to be incredible. I know that to be true for sure. Uh, but yeah, this was definitely something that just kind of stands out as an oddity uh, on this show. Right, right. And I see someone snitching on me. I'm going to get to these comments real quick, too. Uh, what's going on, Sick? Uh, let's see. If Satnam gets power bomb, they better reinforce the ring. That, that is a big motherfucker. I ain't going to lie. Like he's, <laughs> he's a big dude. I don't know how Wardlow's going to pull that off, but I think you have to do that spot now for this whole Jay Lethal thing to be like, ah, okay, cool. It's over, you know? I think you need that nice stamp of approval. Uh, shout out to the they're gonna, the shield. they're gonna do the shield triple power bomb. Mm, that makes that, sense. That would work. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jesse from the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Appreciate you, brother, coming in saying you know. Uh, Matt Lopez says there is no way this won't lead to uh, FTI versus Motor City Machine Guns in the future. I think they definitely need to have a, a just a classic one-on-one tag yeah. team match and let them just go to work. Now, where that happens, I don't know, but. I would love to see it. Uh, let's see here. I said that to CJ at the end of the day, Tony is the boss. And he can squash most of the beef that's going on backstage, and he took issue with it. Time out, and I'm still going to take issue with it. <laughs> you cannot control how many people are on the roster. 130 motherfuckers acting like children. You cannot control that. Like, no matter what he tries to squash, if someone's going to be backstage talking, you know what I heard about blah, 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 right? That shit's always going to happen. It's going to come yeah. back to Tony. You can't squash that. Someone's always going to be feeling like a, a certain type of way. And the Ducks thing, I'll explain it to you guys as well. I said I, it didn't make sense to me to have the Bucks win. Then I was at that show in Rochester, and we were chanting. We were like, bro. When they came out, they're like, we're the best tag team in the world, FTR. And I know someone had to be backstage, and if this wasn't the plan, like, what the fuck? That's not what we wanted to have happen. And it just comes off all weird, and it felt like they did a pivot, and they were like, switch it, cool, we got this. Now we got two big matches, and it just didn't work that way. I think it just ended up making fans like, 
wonder what is going on with this, like Brian mentioned, with the thrown together. I would have rather seen Wardlow and FTR in the trios tournament than some of the teams on the right side of the bracket. Like, what are we doing, dog? I, I think I think Tony Khan's mindset for this pay-per-view is not only are they crowning the first trios champions, he wants to establish this trios division as well. I think that's why we're getting multiple trios matches on this pay-per-view because he wants everybody to know that, yes, these championships are going to be treated as, you know, important titles going forward. And I think we're about to get another trios match announced tomorrow on dynamite that they set up on rampage on Friday, which I'm sure we'll get to talking about soon enough. Mark show. That's not going to happen because AEW is running a live rampage and battle the belts for in Washington, DC, the same night as bound for glory. I will be at that rampage and battle the belts for show. So I know that there's not going to be any AEW talents at Bound for Glory because Tony's going to want all hands on deck for that show. Yeah, Casey, I, I know you're. The more we make these Duck Joes, I'd actually applaud the Bucks if they come out in the Mighty Ducks jerseys. Honestly, I told Rob to make me some uh, the Young Bucks gear with the Ducks on them. I don't know if we'll get sued if we can get some Ducks doing that, Rob. But uh, get to work, man. Get to work for <laughs> me. Uh, love the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Uh, the acclaim should win the uh, tag titles. Oh, we'll we'll get into that. Is that the next match? Uh, you know what? Let's do this one next. Let's do this one. Let's talk Jaden okay. Athena, the TBS Championship. <sighs> I wanted this to be my girl, Chris Statlander. The injury bug has been a bitch the second half of the year for some people. Like I, I would say for every company, it's just been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying Athena doesn't deserve it. I feel like she's kind of always been. Going back to her booking, they messed her up back in the day in NXT when she never could beat Asuka, and then she became the champion after. It was like, oh, you weren't good enough while she was here, but now you're good enough. Now, go ahead, do your thing. And I think that's always hurt her in the fans' eyes and in their perspective. Um, and, and Jade's having a hell of a run. The question is, do you end this now? Is there someone to beat Jade that'll make the fans go where they'll be happy for it? Um, I'll, I'll go to Matt first on this. I feel the plan from the very beginning when they brought Athena in was where she was going to be the one to beat Jade. Um, but the build hasn't been as good as I would have hoped it to be. Um, so they might do it. But if they don't, here's the problem. One, you're right. If, if it's not Athena, who is it going to be? Are they going to put Britt Baker against Jade? I'm not really sure I want to see that right now unless, you know, one of them turns, you know, face. And at the same token, if they, if Athena loses this in a like a dominant Jade type of fashion, she they've Ruby Soho'd her. Uh, Ruby came in with all the pop and circumstances at All Out last year. They've they've put her in you know finals positions twice, had her lose. I definitely don't think she should have lost the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. I feel like she should have won that. And now she's just kind of floating there in in the middle of the card. I feel if if Athena doesn't get the rocket strapped to her and all out on Sunday, she's going to be in the same position as Ruby, and just like what are we, what are we doing with her? And I would hate to see that for her because Jade's going to be fine no matter what. Like you could plug if Jade drops the title on Sunday, you could plug her right into a feud with you know whoever walks out as the interim AW Women's World Champion, and and everybody's going to accept that. So I, I don't know. I just I feel like Athena really needs to win on Sunday, but that's just me. I'm I'm a bridge this with a question for both of you. Is is Jay turning babyface? 
Have you been feeling like the Switch vibes a little bit? Like she's been real mean to Stokely Hathaway, and I'm like, what's going on here? And he's getting another group. There's a lot in the in the back scenes going on. I can't really piece together what's happening. I don't know if this is a longer term story that we have to wait to play out, or if this is going to be. Uh, I, I got theories about. I got theories about what Stokely's doing. But okay, I'm is that sure, going to come out later sure, in this? I, I'm I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Okay. I got I got a, I got a big theory of what Stokely's up to. I think I know. Brian, I'm kicking it to you. And same question about uh, Jay turning babyface. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think Jay turning babyface is just an inevitability because you know, I mean, who? It's hard to hate a dominant winner. You know what I mean? And yeah, is she is she there? In the ring with her, with her in ring work, is she at the level of like a Tony Storm or um, an Oscar? No, but she's an attraction for sure. Uh, fans love her. Um, how many wins has she won now? Like 30? What, what's her streak? 30? I think it's 36. Six? 36? I think okay. It's 36. Yeah. So I, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's starting to become hard to really dislike her. And and every time they trot out her 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 husband and her daughter at ringside to watch her matches, that signals to me where it's like, okay, yeah, it's like you don't really want me to dislike this woman if you if you if you're putting her child front and center, who's <laughs> so adorable. Where it's like, yeah, I can't root against her mother. Uh, as far as this match goes, uh, Cargill and Athena, um, I I I think this match is hurt by the lack of build that it's had. Yeah. Um, it would have felt more meaningful had uh, Statlander been in this position, and had Statlander not suffered that injury, I'm pretty sure that things would have the outcome of this match would be different. But with her being sidelined, for me, I can't see Jay losing to Athena in this match. Um, I think it does more damage to Jay than it elevates Athena. Um, just because, you know, I mean, you've got this, you know, the homegrown AEW talent. And, and, I, and I usually don't ever really care too much about the whole, oh, former WWE guys coming in, winning over these AEW Grizzles, whatever. It's like, that's not even really the point. It's just that she's hot. Athena's coming into this match cold. Uh, the build has been cold. And, you know, and, and honestly, like, Athena is there as a substitute for the person that should have been there, which was Statlander. So just based off of all of that, I would just say, look, if I'm Tony Khan, like I'm staying true to that North Star and saying, look, I'm keeping Jade strong. Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, we'll give Athena everything, but Jade's going to walk out of here still TBS champion. Uh, that's what I would do. Um, I think Athena, with her talent, she can bounce back from the loss. I mean, obviously, you know, we're all hoping that the match can be good. Uh, but yeah, if I was, if I had the pencil or the pen. Like I, I, I just keep running it with Cargill. I think there's, uh, I think you know the fans are into her more than they are Athena at this point, and it just seemed it would it would seem premature to end this reign uh, due to an injury that has suffered with with Chris. So I, cause I, but then like I said, if Chris was here, she would have been the perfect person to uh, dethrone Jade and uh, carry that torch. But that being said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Cargill for this. I'm going to rock with Brian on this one. I think I got to go Jade as well. I just don't see Athena doing it. And I think Jade, there's more money in Jade to keep Jade strong overall. Uh, why ruin a good thing when you have it? I know everybody's got the Goldberg fears. Like, well, you can't keep building building her up too long. But 
give us some time. I think she can get to 50 and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like you have plenty of time to get some victories in on this. And I think that if uh, Statlander never got hurt, Athena would have been like one of those big dynamite matches. And then they would have went to the, to the finals of uh, Statlander, Jade, big match, big blow up uh, as well. Shout out to the Coog 97 joining us. Casey Briggs puts Tennille Dashwood as a possible person. Maybe, maybe. Not feeling Emma? A possible person to do what? Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, I like Tennille, but she's Me not too. coming in and being Jade. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. No, no. She's never been booked like that anywhere. Uh, let's see here. If it isn't Athena, put Ruby in that spot. Maybe they could do that for Ruby as well. Listen, I'm down for Serena D. That see, was my see, girl who I, who I want to see get it. All right, so here, so here's the thing, and I, I would very much like to get your guys' thoughts on this. You know, the way Jade has been booked as TBS champion to me feels more important than even the AEW Women's World Champion. Yeah, uh, it just seems like more of attention, more attention is on is on Cargill. She carries herself with a certain demeanor, and and I love Thunder Rosa. Like this is not me, you know, getting any shots at Thunder Rosa, but it's just the Perception wise, I look at Jade as being the more uh, relevant women's champion walking around AEW, which is weird. I mean, you would think that the AEW Women's World Champion should have that honor. But for me, I, th I think Jade just, you know, she carries that weight in a way that, you know, uh, the AEW Women's Champion just doesn't right now. And so I keep her strong and maybe. I don't know, maybe build, I don't know, build to a match with whoever comes out of uh, this fatal four-way for the AEW Women's Championship. But then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I Just for me as a fan, I watch these shows, and I'm like, I'm much more into Jade's uh, programs than I am what's going on with the AEW Women's uh, title situation. Not wrong, brother. You're not wrong. Sick even had one. He said, got to get this off my chest. How cool would it have been if Jade and her baddies beat up Athena and Mercedes and uh, Trinity debuted at the pay-per-view to join Athena as a counterpart to Jade and the baddies would have been nice. But he says, I know they're going back to WWE. I'm just saying a little fantasy book in there. Uh, Coog says, my local Cinemark movie theater is already sold out for All Out on Sunday. Uh, movie theater fans go wild pretty much. I have never done a show like that. Me neither. I thought about going. He said, cold build. What about Athena's wings? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one um let me see here those wings are sick uh sick said uh let's see here i love tenille i want taya valkyrie to be jade <laughs> i don't i don't know guys uh tenille hasn't been booked like that neither has athena lol yet we are saying that she should win I, um, look i i think i think athena has been booked better overall stronger in her wwe yeah. run than yeah. emma was and plus tenille yeah, stadium madcap moss if Tennille's going anywhere right now, she's going back to WWE. Yeah. Like tri Triple H will burn her back with open arms. She's one of the big – her and Paige is the one that wrestled that first big NXT TakeOver match that put – you know, that really kickstart the women's evolution over there. I know the Bellas want to say Total Bellas did it and Total Divas and all that, but it was really – it was Paige and, and Emma really kickstart that change within that company. So I could see Triple H welcoming her back. Her dating Matt Cat Moss only helps – so, yeah, I don't see Tennille coming to AEW. I think if she's going anywhere, it's, she's going back to WWE. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, especially, you know, when, when, the, when the news broke, I think it was last week that she, you know, uh, had let her contract with the impact uh, expire. I was, that was my first thought. My first thought, too, was she's definitely WWE bound. I know yeah. it seems like uh, like Triple H is in the collection mode of getting back <laughs> all of his, his babies and bringing them back into the fold. He so, pulled out the Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, and, and honestly, I hope that happens for her because I've always liked Emma. Like, uh, she's a good talent, and I don't, you know, she never really got a fair shot on the main roster uh, post her NXT run with uh, Vince in charge. So, with Triple H, the new regime in place, I think she's got a shot, and she's good. What up, Chad? I see you joining us. Um, we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving with this. Uh, do I? I'll, you know what? I'll give, I'm gonna give the women a little bit of a break. They were next up to talk about them, but we'll we'll hold off for a second on that. Let's do let's do the tag titles next. Got to talk about my boy. Shout out to uh, I mean, Swerve, Shane Strickland, Keith Lee. Ah, uh, I don't like that. Uh, Brian in the background. I heard that shit. <laughs> Versus the acclaimed, my boys, the rappers. They're coming in. This match has no build to it, though, at all. And this goes back to what people were complaining about with the rankings. FTR have been number one for about a minute, and it's it's been ducked and dodged. And the acclaimed, I think, are number four or three now. They might be three. This is a big moment for them, though. This is their chance to prove why they belong here. Um, Brian, you gave yeah. the look. Yeah, I, I did. I did. This is. <laughs> All right, so this just goes back to what I was saying when I was, you know, my, although I was looking forward to the six man with Wardlow and FTR and Lethal and, and the, the guns, it's like, why is this happening? And then why is this match happening? I love Shane Strickland. I love Keith Lee. I love the acclaim. Everybody loves the acclaim. Scissor me. I'm scissoring myself. You know what I mean? But this match just kind of just, it just came out of nowhere. There was, I mean, you and you said it, Conrad. There was no build to this. They just announced it. They agreed to have this match. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm happy that Acclaimed is getting a pay-per-view opportunity, a pay-per-view shot, a title, you know, for the, you know, the AW Tag Team Championships. But, I mean, like, I've got no – I'm going into this basically with no feelings. Like, I like both teams. Uh, I expect that Swerve and our glory will win. I mean, because why the hell would they not? Um, and I don't know, like, I look at this match as being something that should have been on Rampage or even Dynamite for that. Um, it's just the, the, I, I, I want to give Tony Khan all the credit in the world because I do think that by and large, he did a very good job with his booking, but the tag team situation right now really has me, uh, confused where you've got swerving our glory you know, recently crowned tag team champions, and you've got FTR, the hottest tag team in the company, arguably, or maybe inarguably, and they aren't facing each other. Like, that's just weird to me, you know? And then to have this match just be promoted and announced out of nowhere without any real, any build, any tension, it's just like, it's just a match on the show. So, again, like, I feel like I've been, you know, I've yeah, I've been burying it, burying the bill, but I think the match will be good, but sometimes it's like, you know, for wrestling to be great, it's like, it's, it's sometimes it's not enough just for the match to be good. Like I want to have some kind of, I want to go into any match with feeling, feeling some kind of way, or at least wanting to root for one team or one person over the other. And with this, I just don't have that. So. 
fair. Uh, by the way, I think Jesse said, scissor me, daddy B. No one clipped that shit. <laughs> uh, Swerve is turning on Lee 100%. Uh, yeah, this match is random AF. I, I don't see Swerve turning on Keith Lee. They, they teased that before, and I think that was the uh, – they're, they're like the new day. I think that was supposed to be the I'll never turn on, on my friends for any of this. Uh, shout out to Max Caster. He made it on MSNBC. Yeah, he's been getting all over the place with his uh, with some of his political rhymes, I've noticed. Uh, they have a lot on this card that is pretty random. Uh, what's up, Chad? Uh, let me see. Tatake says, love both teams, but this isn't even a uh, Dynamite main event with this build. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Matt Lopez says, I can't see new champs yet. Uh, let's see here. Matt, what do you think of the tag match? Uh, yeah, I love like Brian said. I love both teams, but the the match the match is cold. This this comes down to Tony Khan's philosophy, and I've heard him talk about this before. And it's something that he shared with Cody Rhodes when they first started AEW. It's here's a champion, here's a person in the rankings can type someone who's in the rankings and is eligible for a title shot. Let them fight. And sometimes they think that that's just that's enough. And while that might be enough on an episode of Dynamite or Rampage, people want more than that when you're going into a pay-per-view. So there's really I, – I cannot see a title change here because there's there was no build for it to be for, – for it to be worthy of a title change. Yeah. So I, I think Swerve and our glory retain, and I think it's going to be a really good match. Uh, you know, it could be one of the sleeper, actually one of the sleeper matches of the show, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't feel the hype going into this match. Like I would, like I would want to swerve in our glory versus FTR was the match. And like, as much as they didn't look as much as he's probably not ready, we could have had FTR against swerve in our glory. And we could have had Wardlow against Satinum. And look, it would it would have been a spectacle. It probably wouldn't have been very good, but it wouldn't have had to have been more than two or three minutes. Yeah. And as long as Wardlow got the power bomb off, that's all anybody would have cared about. So yeah, I would have personally right one episode and exactly it's like the fans pop for that tease. And yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. So if they would have separated those and those would have been the matches instead, I think I'd be a lot more hyped overall. But yeah, look, I love the acclaimed. I'm glad they're getting the shot on the show. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see a title change here. Yeah. You said it, Matt. I mean, the, the bill is just cold. Like there's yeah. just, yeah, the match will be good. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, it's, <laughs> you need more than that, you know, uh, to have, I mean, especially for a pay-per-view where you're asking people to pay fifties, you know, $50. It's like, come on, man. And, and, and their tag team division is so stacked. So I'm looking at the rankings right now. So the acclaimed are ranked fourth. On their on their rankings, and I actually I like the rankings in as much as that I like how it you know uh, pisses people off so much because they don't <laughs> seem to really follow them. I look at the rankings as just like a guide, pretty much. Where it's like, okay, yeah, these are the actual rankings, but the the Booker has ultimate say because he's just trying to, at least in fiction, book the most compelling match. But then when I say that, it's like, well, then why are we having the acclaimed versus swerving our glory in, in like a less than a, a week or two's build. So, 
Yeah, that's that is very uh, awkward. I agree with Sick. FTR is the hottest tag team in wrestling. Period. If you get a chance to book them, I think everybody would. Um, honestly, for me, I'm gonna put it simple, real quick. My prediction: Swerve and our glory wins across the board. But this match should be designed to do something different. I want the acclaim to be taken serious after this. That should be their job: is to how can we let these guys come within a. Uh, I almost said a bad Steve Austin phrase. How can we let these guys come this close to winning the titles without uh, without doing it? That That's the goal, in my opinion. And at the end, you should have people cheering for the acclaim to get a rematch eventually. Because I think what they're trying to do is there's the old guard of the tag division when AW first started, and then there's these new young cats. And they're trying to elevate some of them one by one so that they can get up there. Let them do it. Uh, Jesse comes in and says two trios matches on the card uh, is too many. Really bad when there's three. <laughs> there's gonna be three after tomorrow. And, and he said, "Where's Derek at? This is just to piss Derek off." That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> I just want him to know. <laughs> and y'all better leave Paul White alone in the chat. Uh, Tony is working the pro boxing, WBC, WBA, IBF philosophy rankings. I've told people that too. He yeah. does yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that UFC does as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say UFC. Yeah, Dana well. White does the same where it's like, hey, you know, he's just trying to make, I mean, yeah, we have the rankings, but it's a promotion too. He has to promote a fight that people want to see. So right. sometimes it works and I'm fine with it, but then sometimes it doesn't. And I'm like, ah, all right. Canelo versus Triple G, 6499. And that's why they don't get my money. You better take it easy with them prices, dog. Yeah. I need to hear a better oh, undercard than that. Thank you. Uh, the acclaim take it seriously, so Bowens is doing all the wrestling for Oh, him. man. <laughs> you leave Max oh. alone. Dude, Max, Max has gotten alone. so much better from when he started a few years ago. Yeah, I, 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 I always say they do have the road dog Billy Gunn element, which is why I like Billy Gunn with them. Is the uh, To me, Bowens, great wrestler. On the microphone, you don't want to hear him talk too long. But then Max Caster, I could listen to him all day. And it just works. They're just like Road Dog and Billy. I'm like, tit for tat. And then that scissor thing, when I heard how they started it, hilarious. Tony Casa, don't do that ever again. Then they did it again, and they were like, you know what? It's getting over. Just keep doing it. Don't do any of that other weird shit you were doing. And I told him, like, if you guys remember early days in Dark, too, Max Caster was rapping real bars. Like, he was out there like, da 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 And Tony was like, yo. I, I forgot who it was. Tony or someone said, yo, come here. Keep it simple for all the people in the crowd so they can repeat this shit later. And I was like, yeah, you you kind of got to do it. Now he does it kind of real slow. Oh, and everybody gets it. Some people aren't ready for those real bars. And, and Casey said, I'm just kidding. I love uh, Caster. BJ put well and sick. Keep Paul White off my television. Y'all leave him alone, man. All right. Uh, Max Caster has been wrestling singles for IWTV this whole summer with some bangers. Uh, I'm out, guys. Got to spend some time with the fam. I'll catch the audio version tomorrow. I'm going to hold you to that, Jesse. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, brother. Uh, So getting into this, hmm, you know what? I'm going to bring some happiness to this first. I'm I'm switching up the order of how I had this. Let's talk a little Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm going to let Brian talk about this first because Brian seemed like he was very invested in this. Yeah. He seems like he was feeling it. So, all right. So, I, I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Uh, before we started recording, I, I had mentioned, you know, the first time I I had ever seen Ricky Starks was uh, in NWA Power. Uh, was not familiar with him before that, and, and even then, when he was on NWA, the first time I saw him, he was just cutting a promo at the podium. 
And I was just like, damn, this this bro can talk. You know, it's like if he can wrestle as good as he can talk, this guy's gonna it's gonna be a star. And then you know he, he debuts in AEW, challenges Cody Rhodes. They have a very good match uh, and a losing effort for him, but then get signed. Um, so I've been riding the I've, I've been on the uh, Ricky Stars bandwagon, you know, ever since then. And then with Powerhouse Hobbs, he's a guy like back when I was working on the AEW game, uh, even before the game got the official green light that we were going to do it. I was just doing my due diligence. You know, I watched every obviously every episode of Dynamite. Uh, there wasn't a rampage, but dark. I watched it religiously, you know, pulling reference for moves, entrances, whatever, just for guys that might could potentially be in the game. And that was the first time that I saw powerhouse Hobbs. He was Will Hobbs then. And I just, and I, I had never seen him before. And this, this, this brother comes out just like a brick house. I'm like, Oh, who do, who, who's this dude? This dude. And I remember he lost. It's funny. He lost in his first match in AEW to orange Cassidy uh, off of orange punch. And like five seconds. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. But I, I took I took reference. I'm like, all right, these, this is a guy that I think has got potential, and I'm pretty sure they're going to sign him. So anytime he was on, I was, you know, cutting up his footage, you know, getting this stuff ready. I had photos on everybody. But he'd watching Dark just saying, okay, I think these people will get signed. This woman will get signed. Uh, so that's how I, you know, discovered Powerhouse Hobbs uh, and the acclaim for that matter. I started folder on them. I'm like, this act is going to get over for sure. They're going to get signed. Now so, I'm a button in real quick. So this was before Taz. You were saying like, yeah, this dude yeah, is this yeah. dude is it. okay. Me too, bro. You know who yeah. you reminded me of? Yo, Casey's going to get so pissed in the chat. I don't care, bro. Ice Train, bro. I loved Ice Train in WCW. You can't tell me nothing. I love Fire and Ice, bro. That was my team. And I was like, they could have did something, man, if they made that work. But I, when I see Powerhouse Hobbs, I'm like, yo, this dude's got something. He can really do something. Yeah, no, he definitely does. And that that's like no one in entertainment, whether it's pro wrestling, acting, whatever, like movies, television, no one's got that sneer like Hobbs. Powerhouse, exactly. Like this guy, like his whole presentation is great. And he's gotten so much better in the ring since the first time I saw him on Dark. So, so yeah, like I think this match, I agree, Matthew Lopez. I think this could potentially steal the show. Uh, the only thing that I was I was not happy about with as far as this build is concerned is I feel that you know last week you know Ricky Stars cut that passion and passion promo, uh, which just was like God damn this, this guy just money Ricky Starks is money yo, but Hobbs's reasons for why he turned on him I feel like that whole reasoning was a little like ah eh, a little what would the kids say now mid. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping for a deeper explanation on why he did what he did. But that being said, I think, you know, the, the promo that Ricky cut on last week's Dynamite was enough for me to just be like, okay, yeah, man, I'm riding with you. Uh, now, this is a match that I give a shit about. I think the build outside of, you know, Hobbs reasoning for why he turned, notwithstanding, I think, you know, Starks has done his part to make this match for me feel uh important and i actually i care about who comes out of this the winner and to pick who wins i mean if if but this is a prediction show so i gotta make a pick i think that <laughs> i think that hobbs should probably go over uh if for no other reason 
then I think that Hobbs is the one that needs this probably more than Starks does. Because I think a guy like Ricky Starks with his promo ability, uh, just his ability, you know, in general, like he can get over a loss. Whereas I think that if Hobbs loses in this first encounter, I think it does more damage to him moving forward because he's still very much uh, a work in progress as far as kind of hopefully moving up the uh, the hierarchy within AEW. So, but I expect a great match, um, an emotional match, and yeah, I think Hobbs will probably uh, come out the victor, and maybe we'll see a rematch that doesn't require six to eight months before it occurs. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, Matt, what do you what do you think on this one? Uh, I think this is Stark's match to win. And I think it's the match that's going to propel him to the next level on the AEW roster. And I think three years from now, when we're going to all out 2025, if Starks has not had at least one reign as AEW world champion, Tony Khan's done fucked up. So I I feel like this is, this is the match to get him to the next level. I think they have a real potential to steal the entire show on Sunday. I think Starks, I think Starks wins. And yeah, I, I see the build to hit for just bigger and better things for him. I, I, Hobbs is going to be completely fine c- coming out of this. They, they, they'll figure, they'll figure something out for Hobbs. Hobbs is Hobbs has a bright career ahead of him, but I feel Stark's time is right now. You know what? Right. If your prediction comes true, I will be just as, just as happy, you know, uh, cause I'm with you. I think we all can agree that Ricky Starks, like I, I look at him, and I, I see so much untapped potential. Like, I really think he could be one of the major players and not just AEW, but in pro wrestling, if given the chance. He's yep. back there. I agree. I love it. I, I love all the love that Hobbs is getting in the chat, too, because he definitely deserves it. And he's the one who I don't want to. Um, Cook says he goes back to the days of Junkyard Dog and Tony Atlas. That's right. Um yeah, this one's tough, man. I don't know. I could see it going either way. I'm gonna go with Ricky Starks just for the principle of what Matt said, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards that way. Uh, I just feel like he, he'll get the win. He's the big star right away. I could see Hobbs like he he may be in the mid card for a little bit, but Hobbs is gonna be just fine. Uh, I absolutely love what they do, and BJ put Stroke Daddy again. <laughs> Casey said, "How does QT factor?" I hope there's a spot Hopefully where QT not at all. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I love QT. I love QT Marshall, but I hope that him and the factory do not factor at all within this match. Like hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he said that. That's great. The factory, not a factor. If, if they come out, I swear I hope both of them just beat their ass and then they get like a face off afterwards. Like, yeah, these guys aren't important. Look at us. This is what we're doing here. As much as I like them, but no. They beat you up and they failed me. So yeah, screw them both. Yeah, because QT did get some some hits in on uh, Ricky Starks where they had him, like, bleed from the mouth. I was like, why are we doing this? It's QT Marshall and his boys. Like, I don't know. But when I see Ricky, I see a combination of, like, Ric Flair and The Rock. It's weird. It's like mannerisms that I notice from, like, when Ric Flair used to cut promos on Nitro. Him and MJF both did it where they were in the corner, and they grabbed the ropes, and they look right into that camera. And I was like, yo, bro, this is Ric Flair, like, 97, 98, about to strip butt naked in the ring. Like, I, I just – in the way he held the belt when he had the FTW title, he made it look important. Like, look at me. Look at this belt. Ricky Starks is a star. I don't care what anybody says. I agree with Matt in a few years that this dude's not 
a world champion, I don't know what we're doing here. And the thing so, is, whether it's in AEW or elsewhere, you know, I mean. Yeah, because don't don't like, think Cody's not already talking to Triple exactly. H like, hey, this Ricky Starks guy, he's a good friend of mine. If Tony yeah. doesn't treat him right when his deal's up, yeah, he's and he's then, going he's going W he's going to WWE. And that's so the thing they, with like, before Vince, it, when Vince was in place, I would you know obviously I'm sure you wouldn't have said that, Matt. But no, now I would not have no a month ago I wouldn't have said yeah. that. But it's a brand new world now. Like I think you know. Uh, you know, Paul, Triple H, you know, Hunter, like him taking over head of creative, it has shifted that momentum. Like the, yes. the big narrative with, with, with AEW and WWE was that, okay, I'm an AEW talent. I'm on the smallest side. I wouldn't stand a chance within that environment in WWE because, you know, maybe I don't fit the, uh, the aesthetics that, you know, maybe Vince like. That's all out the window now. You know, it's, I mean, Triple H, when he was running NXT, the black and gold, like, you can just watch that product and see that he cares more about talent than how tall you are. So, you know, it's it's even the playing field. Yeah. It really has. I said it right now. Triple H took Tony Khan's spot as new kid on the block. Right now, Triple H can do no wrong. Minus what me and Matt were saying yesterday about that main event. What main event, he did something wrong. What like, what, what, look, nobody's <laughs> perfect. And Triple H wasn't perfect last night. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I had, I was that, that, that got me too. Uh, I was like ah, scratching the head, like really? What are you okay. doing, man? No. Yeah, there was a little want, want moment there for him, but hopefully he bounces back. Uh, let's get into this, uh, this interim women's match real quick. So we have a four way set up now. Uh, Thunder Rosa is out. She has an injured back. Apparently, she cannot walk at all. Uh, she said that she was, I, I think, bedridden. I don't know if that's the proper terminology I'm using, but she said she can't walk. And she seemed really down and sad about it on Busted Open Radio. Tony Storm, her challenger, is still in this. But we have added to the mix Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I know somebody did it who's listening to this. Jamie Hayter, also in there. Shout out to the Rey Mysterio mask. And Hikaru Shida. Um, and Shida is the only woman to perform on all of the All Out shows. Put that one in the that's record awesome. book. Oh nice. Yeah, I love Sheeta. Sheeta's great. Sheeta is great. So in this one, do you what where do where do we go, guys? I feel like this is the one where Tony could roll the dice a little bit and maybe gamble. But Matt, what do you think? That's what I got. (laughs) Tony Storm winning this thing. I all the reports are coming out and saying she was scheduled to win it to begin with, and I still think. Had Rosa not gotten injured, we were getting the fatal four-way anyway. I think they were throwing Britt and Jamie into this match. And since Thunder was out, they were like, hey, Sheeta, you know, she'd wrestle every all out if we put her in here. So they put they put Sheeta in there, and that's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome match. But it's it's Tony time, right? It's Tony time. She it, she's gotta she's gotta win the title on Sunday. She has to. I'll be very disappointed if they go back to Britt. And I love Britt. But you have to establish more top acts in your women's division on that side, not the TBS side, because that, that seems to be fine with, with Jade holding it down right now. But the it seems like Tony has this really weird formula for the AW Women's World Championship. And it's new crown new champion, feud with Nyla Rose, and then we don't know what we're gonna do next. Um, so I don't I don't want to see that. Let Tony win. 
and let her feud with somebody else. But I swear to God, if we get Tony Storm and Nyla Rose after All Out, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Nyla Rose needs to be a baby face. Like, I'm, I'm you look at Nyla you. Rose online, Nyla Rose should be a baby face. And I'll say it right here. Nyla Rose is a baby face. Could be the one to beat Jay Cargill and become TBS champion. I'm, I'm telling you oh, right yeah. now, if, if I hear surprise, bitch, I'm sending Matt a message the moment I hear it on Dynamite. I will, be so, I will be so upset if Tony does that again. Don't do it, TK. No more Nyla Rose feuds right after a title win. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did establish that as like a thing. I, I picked up on that, too. Uh, but it's not just the women's division. I kind of feel it happens to all the champions who win titles. It's like. It's like Tony's got a very good idea of where he's going as far as, you know, who's going to win. But then once – and honestly, whether it's for the title or just like that major feud. But then after, it takes him some time to kind of recalibrate and yeah. get that winner on another path that they need to go on. So, yeah. I, I, I'm i with you, Matt. I think uh, for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, obviously, you know, I heard the, the reports too, the rumors that uh, Storm was scheduled to win anyway. Um, so for me, it's like, why deviate from that? And two, even if Rosa wasn't hurt, I think putting the strap on Rose or on, on Rose on storm is the right thing to do. I think Tony storm has, I mean, she's, she's great in the ring for one and two, she's got a, you know, the charisma and the personality, I think that can hopefully potentially help elevate this division. Uh, and I just think out of all the four women that are in this match, she's, she's the right person to hold it um right now i love sheeta but she was kind of just shoehorned in at the last minute we haven't seen sheeta on programming in forever um yeah. i love jamie hater uh oh man i love me some jamie hater she's fine as hell yo uh i love yeah. jamie hater that Ray mysterio and I, mask and i love brit you know but to your point i think brit baker like i mean but just based off the strength of her personality uh she doesn't need to hold the title yeah. right now, like she's exactly. always, like she's always going to be over just based off of the, the strength of Brit, you know. So I think now's the time. Yeah, Crown Tony Storm, you know. Uh, I think she can hopefully, maybe uh, stabilize this women's division for a bit, and like you said, hopefully her next her, her follow up challenger is somebody other than Nyla Rose. Yes. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm going to say this. Here's the thing with the interim champion. I just want everyone to understand this one last time. Why they do it, similar to UFC, it's a popular thing. It works. I think it also holds you accountable as a booker that now you're going to really work, computer? That you're going to have to hold it down and you're going to have to say, okay, I have this interim champion. This person's back. I have to have this match. We all remember what happened to CM Punk. Punk kicked to the head from Randy Orton, never to be heard from again. Lost in the yeah. mid-card yeah. until they actually figured out what they wanted to do with him. And that's the ridiculous stuff that you don't want to have happen with these situations. Um, I'm taking Tony Storm as well, but I will give it up to some of the people in the chat. I see uh, the second most popular name I'm seeing right now is Jamie Hayter to uh, be the person who could do it. Everybody, uh, everybody loves to hate, man. Everybody loves Jamie Hater, dog. Like she's yeah. awesome, I, I loved her. I found out about her even before she came to AEW, uh, watching some stardom. Loved her yeah. over there, giving people wet willies. Uh, look it up. Sounds inappropriate. BJ, the, the bakery. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> Tony Storm is winning. 
Uh, Matt said all the pages. <laughs> Sweet cheek music. Shout out to RJ City for that. Um, yeah, we ain't even talking about that match anymore. Cheetah is fantastic. Uh, Jamie Hader, FTW. I see a lot of peaches. She must like fruit. Nyla Rose should have been in this. Nyla Rose needs more TV time. Tony, Tony, Tone. It feels good. That's my jam when I'm at the gym. Uh, nah, man, I follow Nyla on Twitter. See how she addresses her trolls. She's a better heel. <laughs> uh, TK passed. I think her personality shines Ni- through and she's funny as hell. Yeah, I think she, she would be a tremendous baby face. Nyla Rose won me over when it was, I can't remember if it was like the, it was one of the first three like AEW Dynamite shows where uh, JR said, not the damn Dippin' Dots. And me and Derek were just dying <laughs> laughing after. And I put, yo. And then we started writing the flavors with the wrestlers in it. And then Nyla was like, damn it, I was going to do this until I saw you start this. And I was just like, friends? She was like, friends. And I was like, we're good from that point forward. Nyla Rose is always a winner in my book. Love Nyla. I wish she was in a uh, better spot. And I, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, maybe we should try to rework Vicky around and do something else with Vicky. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. Hopefully they can get that on track. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a Shida, Rio, Maki Ito guy. Okay, okay. Oh, and people, like and nothing, nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, good wrestling is good. And Shida had a great match on, uh, I think it was Dark Elevation this week for a championship. Mean? Yeah. I won't say anything else, but I believe it was against Emmy Sakura. Like, go it back was, and watch it. It was that. really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't Emmy, Emmy Sakura is uh, very, very good. Um, I think a lot of people sleep on her, so I'll have to check that out. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been watching too much Dark and Elevation recently. No, I just check in to see some matches here and there, and I'll kind of, you know, skim through. I'm like, is this worth it? Do I know this indie person? All right, I'll watch this for a second. But that one, I stopped, and it, I got lost in the sauce for a minute. It worked. Um I, I, I guess it's time. Let's 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 talk about oh, it. Boy. Casino ladder match. This should bring some interesting theories in this. I don't know who's in this. Nobody knows. Um, I know I can hear the groans if I hear Lance Archer's name. I don't know who's going to be in this. Maybe Brian Cage pops up. Maybe it's Pack. I feel like the Lucha Brothers have to be in this, right? Like you got to find a spot for them on this show somewhere, and this this will be a good match for them to at least pop off and do some stuff. Uh, Brian, who who you yep. liking in this? Who, who who you throwing in this ladder match? And who wins? I don't I don't know. We know yeah. very little about this. We're booking this kind of. Yeah. So yeah, with us doing this on Tuesday before you know, I haven't seen Dynamite. It's yes, yeah, kind of a pick'em as far as one in the in the match. Uh, I think you're right. Like I think you know, I think uh, the Lucha Bros. We'll probably be in this. Uh, I'm looking at the people that were in the trios tournament. They got eliminated. Um, I think you might see, you know, a couple of those cats in here. Um, Pac, Pac, uh, Scorpio Sky, maybe, maybe Ethan Page. Um, how many people are in this? Is it? Did they say no this? number? No, no number. Take a guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be six. Could be seven. Could be eight. Yeah, hey, who yeah. knows? Surprise entrant. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. There's gonna be a Joker. There's always a Joker. Maybe, maybe Luchasaurus. He's got nothing on the show unless he uh, comes, you know, seconds uh, Jungle Boy for his match. Uh, yeah. I mean, without knowing who's in this, it's yeah. I mean, and the winner receives a title shot at the for the AW Championship. 
Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could put. I, I saw someone mention Roosh. Andrade could be in this. Andrade. I'm gonna say Ethan Page. Um, just because I think whoever. You know he's you know he was he was on TV a couple of weeks ago talking about he wants more TV time. Uh, he's been in one of these before on the losing end in his debut actually in AEW and lost. I think that was with the brass ring type thing. Yep. Uh, oh, Dragon Lee, that's a good one. I don't think he's been established enough on Dynamite for him to win this though. I don't know. I I, I say I mean I'm just gonna throw I'm, I'm throwing my pencil my my pen at the dark. Uh, Ethan Page or Roosh, but no, Roosh just had a, sh a shot with Moxley. I'm, just, I'm sticking with Ethan Page. Fuck it. Like, that's what I got. Okay. It'll be a good match, you know, again, depending on who's in it. But, I mean, I haven't seen one of the latter matches that really disappointed. So, I think it'll be a spectacle for sure. Always fun. I, now, I've been waiting. I know Matt's got some shit right here because he's rubbing his chin. He's ready. So, <laughs> lay it on me, brother. I know you got some ideas. All right. I got, I got a seven-person match. I've got Andrade. I've got Lance Archer hot off the G1 Climax. I have Ethan Page. I have Daniel Garcia. I have Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli. And I have Hayman freaking Page with the Joker being MJF. MJF's back. And I think while the Pinnacle's off doing their own thing, and I think the Pinnacle, I think the Pinnacle with, uh, FTR and Wardlow is probably going to align with CM Punk eventually. I think Stokely has been putting a stable together to surround MJF when he returns to the company. So I think Lee, I think Ethan, I think the ass boys, I think they're all there to protect MJF when he comes back. And I think Ethan Page will help MJF win this casino ladder match and get his title shot against well, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. So in your theory, is MJF babyface or heel? He's a heel. Okay. Now, I like it. Casey also said MJF. Uh, I, like, I, like that match. I like that a lot. HBK Tokyo said, I'm in the ladder match. I I'm going to agree with you, man. I got MJF winning this as well. BJ said, I hope Leo's the Joker like every single time from here on out. He's unretired again. <laughs> Uh, B-Boy Skyline said murder grandpa shows up. He better not be climbing up no ladders. I will hold everyone responsible if something bad happens to my guy in there. Um, I want all ego to win a belt. Someone says Samoa Joe. That would be nice, too. I heard. I he would just love finished. to see some of Samoa Joe back. He's done filming Twisted Metal, so that's possible. Yeah, he is back, yeah. Um, possible MJF return, yes, on a serious note. Maybe Bandito for the Joker. I don't know. I don't know where Bandito's been all over the place lately. So I don't know if anyone's made him an offer that he feels he could take. How else do you get him in the title picture when his last few matches are losses? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, that you, yeah. You let MJF win this, he's right back in the title picture, and then yeah. all the losses earlier this year don't mean a damn thing. Right. So is MJF the winner and gets the title shot at Grand Slam? Maybe. Maybe they that's not they, they haven't specified when the title shot's happening, but Grand Slam would make sense. I mean, that is one of their biggest dynamites of the year. Probably is their biggest dynamite of the year. Yeah. So yeah, MJF in New York challenging for the AW World Championship. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I and I peeped your uh the with everybody who Stokely's been recruiting. I, I just looked at who it was and I just was like, you know what? 
All of these people would look great in suits. Imagine Stokely having all those people around him. Stokely, by the way, is also in like my top five like favorite Twitter accounts. It's oh, so good. Yeah, dude. If you don't watch Martin and stuff, dude, he had the whole segment of who borrowed my CD player for weeks in NXT until <laughs> he got up to Walter. Like it was just great stuff, dude. The dude is hilarious. Um, I absolutely would love for him to have a faction. He managed MJF before on the indies. This yep. is gonna work. It's gonna be great. I, yeah, the, the whole yeah, the, the 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 Stokely thing. I mean, obviously, his recruiting is gonna lead somewhere, and 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 the people that he's recruiting, like he's, it's kind of random in a sense. They, no, they all look good in suits. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. They they would. Uh, but that is the thing, like to to your to your to your credit, Matt, where it's like whatever he's doing, like I know that it's building towards something. Yeah. I didn't think that it would be like a wall of protection for an MJF, but yeah, shit, I can see that happening. Yeah, at his best when he has people watching his back. Yeah, yeah and nobody in the, nobody in the former Pinnacle beyond Sean Spears, you know, is going to have his back when he comes back. So if you throw Spears and MJF into this group that Stokely's already put together, that's a great that's a great stable right there. Yeah, yeah. Huh, makes, makes things interesting. I, I like yeah, it a lot, and and I like what he said too with who Punk aligns himself with as well. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, let me see if the chat had anything else. They somebody said Kota Abushi. Kota Abushi is hurt, brother. He ain't not yeah. not yet. Not yeah. yet. I would love to see him come back. I hope he's uh healing and I, up. And, I, and I don't want his first match back to be a ladder match either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let that man come in and he's take it easy for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you care about Kota, the last thing you want is him to be in a ladder match and his his match is in ring return. Uh, let's get into one of my favorite built-up feuds, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Now, you already know I got to come on here and I got to sing the praises of Christian. Christian as a heel in the tactical neck, he knows what he is doing, baby. That man is a heel coming out in the South Pole sweaters from 0102. He is out there like, listen, you will listen to me. You will respect me. He is... Uh, Doing his damnedest to uh, make Jungle Boy mad. I even liked when he came out with the T-shirt. I'm pretty sure he did get in trouble for that shirt. That was very inappropriate for Christian. But I like the build-up to this. I think Jungle Boy has shown great poise in all of this. Uh, just showing he could cut a promo. The only thing that really pissed me off was the uh, the what chance for him. I, can we? Can somebody please stop doing that chant? It is twenty twenty two, man. It's been twenty years. It feels it like go. every time it starts to die down, WWE brings Steve Austin back to do something. Yeah, and then it just jumps right all right back up all over again. I just oh I hate that. If that's the if I had one wish that might be in my top three of like things that I want gone from pro wrestling. The what chant? It's just uh, but. Gentlemen, uh, man, I'm coming to you first. What do you what do you think for Jungle Boy Christian? I think it's going to be a great match, but I think Luchasaurus is going to channel his inner Kane slash Big Show, and he's going to turn on Jungle Boy, and Christian's going to win this match, and the feud's going to continue. Mm, okay, okay, Brian, uh, I've got the opposite based on this. I think Jungle Boy wins. I think. You know, they've been kind of uh, signaling to the fact that Luchasaurus is probably going to turn again. And I think Tony Khan is aware of that. And I think he's using that to kind of uh, fuel people's expectations that, oh, you know, Luchasaurus is going to get involved. But I think Jungle Boy 
he uh, you know, beats Christian Cage, clean in the ring. This whole thing ends. This thing has been going on for a while anyway. Uh, he gets his his victory, and I'm hoping that you know both parties can then just move off into different things. Like I love both these guys. Like I, I've I've been on record over the years saying that you know Brian Danielson is my all time favorite. Like I love Brian Danielson. American Dragon is my dude. Right next to him is Christian Cage. I love Christian. He is. I mean, people, people, he's respected. He's, is he in the Hall of Fame, WWE? I think he is. No, no, I don't think so. Not yet, not yet. But he, yeah, he will be. But I think he's one of the most rated, underrated wrestlers of all time. The guy can do any and everything. He's good in the ring. He's one of the best promos. Um, so I'm looking forward to this match. But I, I, I'm kind of tired of this whole Jungle Boy Christian Cage thing. So I'm hoping that this is it where Jungle Boy can just get his win over him and move into different directions. Um, I think that the another turn by Luchasaurus would just feel trite at this point, you know, and I'm hoping that they don't go that route. I'm hoping you're right. I just got a bad feeling. I know, I know. Me too. Like I'm 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 hoping my I'm hoping the best that that Tony sees this also and is like, yeah, too many hill turns. I mean, yeah, it's like it'd be one too many. Um, so I'm hoping they don't go that route. But if they do, then obviously, you know, Christian will win. But and also, you know, they don't do a lot of rematches in AEW. Like usually, you know, they build to a match at the pay-per-view, and that's usually it, at least for the time being. So I'm hoping that Jungle Boy just gets this win. I think he needs it obviously more than Christian Cage does. And and I do agree with you, Conrad, that. The one thing that this feud has done is that it strengthened Jungle Boy's uh, ability to be in front of that audience and cut promos. The what chance notwithstanding, honestly, I look. I'm with you guys. Like, I, I I fucking hate that chant at this point, but I think it's good on the job training when you're out there cutting promos and some jackoff starts doing the what chant. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to to mitigate that and to be able to change the cadence of your promo to kind of nerf that chant going on so you know There's i think only one person who's ever done it right the undertaker i think it be like sleeping with your sister <laughs> that was the <laughs> what hey what did you just say <laughs> i've seen a couple of people do it right like usually you just don't you don't want to give the, the the crowd the opportunity give them that that leeway to insert their what chant you know you just got to change up your delivery of how you the speed, you know, the speed is what they look for yeah yeah so but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm I've got Jungle Boy. Oh, excuse me, I've got Jungle Boy for this one. I'm 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 going Christian Cage on this one, guys. Me and Casey have talked about it. He put it right here. Luchasaurus has actively not done anything to help Jack Perry. And I still think this isn't when someone's gonna be like, it was a heel turn. It wasn't a heel turn. He had already turned heel when he joined with Christian. Listen. Jack, Jungle Jack, he's getting that ass beat, bro. I'm telling you, he's gonna be real disappointed. Rob ruined Luchasaurus for me. So weird thing, the intern, my son, uh, he loves Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. He likes dinosaurs and animals and all that stuff. So when they come out, Rob, his uncle is like, dude, nobody likes Luchasaurus. Literally runs out the kitchen. He's like, oh, dinosaur and Jungle Boy. He's watching them and doing the hands and stuff. And Rob was like, damn, I guess I'm wrong about this. And literally, 
he brought it to my attention. Do you know Luchasaurus never locks up when he's in the ring? When he was a baby face? This man never locks up. He's going to spin kick city right from Jump Street. And that's one of those things that I'm like, I think as a heel, he's wrestled a lot better. He slowed it down. He's just doing choke slams. He's doing what he's got to do in his spots. I think he wrestles a lot better as a heel. It's kind of weird. Like, I would love to see him do the flips, but I think if you control it and lessen it, it means more when he actually does it. Is that a weird phrase? Like, I feel like he's got his seven tricks and he does them all in one match. And I'm like, don't do all that, bro. Save it. Save it. You're good. You, you could just choke slam someone. I'll be fine with it. You don't need to do a toe pay over the top rope, bro. You're too damn big. You scare me when you do it anyway. I think he's amazing. He just I, needs I, to. I think a lot of that was just, you know, you know, when he would do that, like because he was in the tag team, right? And a lot of times he would come in on that hot tag and he was just like that house, you know, that house of fire just coming in, just doing his kicks, doing his torpedoes, doing his slams, getting his shit in as it were. Uh, but I've seen him, you know, outside of AEW where, you know, I've seen him luck up, even with his little, you know, tiny uh, uh, dinosaur arms. He, you know, I've seen him lock up a couple times. But uh, but I get your point. I, I, I'm i a fan of Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, you know, the comment about the fact that Luchasaurus has never, he hasn't done anything to help Jack is sticking with me. But I'm still going to, I mean, I'm still rolling with my selection. I, I still think Jungle Boy should win, mostly just because I want this program to end and both these guys move in different directions. I see, I can see Jungle Boy moving on with Luchasaurus. They'll just go that route and then he can pick up the feud kind of for Christian while he's like, yeah, now I'm going to make my way to that TNT championship. And then I think Christian and Wardlow could be a good program to actually have for him. That'd be really good. I yeah. would not hate that. Yeah, me neither. Um, moving forward with this, um, I'll put that. I'll put this match next. Let's talk about it. We don't know who's in the trios tournament finals. We don't know. There's still four teams technically in this. I'm ready for that banger though. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Aussie open the bucks. I don't care. That's going to be a effing banger on dynamite. When we cover it, I cannot wait to speak on that. And I'm interested to see best friends versus dark order as well. Um, They've been playing some weird games with this. So thoughts on the tournament. Who, who wins this? Who walks out with the uh, the beautiful trios titles? I like the look of those belts, too, by the way. Uh, Brian, we're going to go to you. Uh, I mean, the, the easy pick would, would be to pick Omega and the Bucks. I mean, Tony Khan has been on record saying that he – and I think you had mentioned earlier, Matt, was like, you know, they wanted to hold off introducing these uh, championships until Omega was back in the fold. And now that he's here with the Bucks, you know uh, – I guess even you know easy money would, would be to, to to select them, and again not knowing who they will eventually be facing, or even if they do make it to the finals. But uh, Omega and the Bucks, the elite, would be my pick, um, and I do think that it'll probably end up being them. Or like on this show, it'll be the elite versus the Dark Order, because the storyline with uh, Adam Page uh, managing or seconding the Dark Order, I think I mean that's the story that just kind of writes itself. And, I, and I've heard speculation that maybe they'll insert Adam Page into the match because maybe 10 is injured or whatever and can't go. Uh, however it happens, whether Adam Page is in the match on you know, representing Dark Order or he's just at ringside, I think that's the story. You know, uh, and then I think as far as who wins, uh, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with uh, the Bucks and, uh, and Omega. Okay. There's nothing yeah. wrong with going with the elite. I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, well, now Matt, that I said it out loud, I'm kind of changing my mind. But 
Uh-oh. No, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a roll with them. All right, let, cause Matt might change your mind. Let's see. What do you got, Matt, for this? What do you What do you see in this one? I, I know everybody's saying Dark Order for the finals, but I see it a different way. I think it's the best friends. Um, I thought their promo on Rampage last week sold me on them being the credible team to go up against the Elite in the finals. I do think it's going to be Kenny in the box against the best friends. That's why I put Hangman in the in the casino ladder match earlier because I don't think Dark Order should be involved. No offense. I think you're going to get a lot better match out of best friends in the elite than you're going to get out of dark order in the, in the elite. And if you want to have a banner for the trios titles, I think you go best friends. Um, and I think, I think the elite, I think the elite should win, but I also would not be surprised if they pulled the trigger and let best friends get these titles either. Um, and more so than anything else, I'm just tired of seeing Hangman against the Elite. Let them reunite already. Let Kenny, Hangman, and the Bucks get back together, and let them be the Elite and be the, the the faction that I knew and loved going into this company to begin with. Like I don't, I don't want to see them fight anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm done. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I definitely don't want to see them uh, engage in a rivalry again. I want to see the, the, the them reunited as well. That's interesting that you picked uh, Best Friends. I mean, it's not too far out there because, you know, I mean, it's first of all, I love the Best Friends. I mean, Trent's a, he's a legit friend of mine, um, and I love Chuck Taylor, and I love Orange Cassidy. But you know who loves Orange Cassidy more, more than anybody else? Tony Khan. So <laughs> I, could absolutely, I could absolutely see uh, Best Friends with that, with that uh, triumvirate uh, winning the trios championships. You're very good at this, Matt. Try. He, he's not right. He's got. He's got me. Question. I thought it was going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. over. Yeah, like, wait a minute. You could do that with best friends because Kenny's story seems like it's supposed to be. He has to build himself up. And do do they really need those belts right at first? No, I think you want to tell a story for them to get to the championships. I don't know, man. This is this is interesting. And, and uh, also, if I can just interject real quick. Go just ahead. to kind of big, you know, piggyback off of your what you just said, you're right. They don't like the elite. They don't need these championships because, and maybe this is just me hoping and you know presuming for the best for full gear. We we have to at some point get FTR and Bucks in a tag team match for some of or all of these titles that FTR has, and it's a lot easier to, to get there if they are not also the trios champions you know what i mean so maybe putting the the belts on the best friends is a good way of just getting one separating omega maybe he just does a singles thing still connected with the with the bucks but then he can do his thing and then the young bucks and hopefully get back involved with ftr or at the very least whoever is the comes out of this event as the aew tag team champions uh that'd be my hope and, and I'm gonna I'm give it up. my pick. I am picking the, the best friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> once I once I put up the next graphic, Brian, that's when I'm locking it in. Okay. 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 Uh, B- BJ has been echoing the same thing that uh, Matt just brought up too about the elite. He's kind of been saying on my dynamite streams for weeks now. He's like, I'm over this whole we're not friends shit. <laughs> Listen, like, let's get to the point here. Let's make it happen if we're gonna do it. And uh, he thinks that it'll be the elite in the finals getting jumped by uh, 
the undisputed elite. Yeah, Cole, Cole and company could easily cost the yeah. elite the championships. My, and, my only know, fear with that is Bob, Bobby Fish been talking. Bobby, Bobby, what you doing, bro? You sabotaging the group, man. Like, I don't know. He's been saying some things, but maybe that's just frustration that he wants to be on the show. He wants to be on the card. He's I the only it, guy that's not. He's the only he's the only one of the three that's quote unquote cleared at the moment. Like yeah. we don't know if Kyle or Cole are cleared yet or not, but as of like a few weeks ago, he was the only one of the three cleared. It d- doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to be on TV by himself right now. What's he been saying? I missed that. I usually know. Uh, he he kind of talked about the the punk heel kick, like, oh, if you're gonna do a heel kick, it should be like this. I would do anything for Triple H, anything. And I was just like, uh, I don't know, if this is your contracts coming up, or I don't know what you're doing right now, bro, but. Treading on some dangerous waters. It's just some of the stuff he said. I was just like, okay, that that was awkward. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into into that. I mean, especially the Triple H thing. I mean, look, half that not half, but I mean, a lot of guys in AEW like they love them, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure Tony Khan knows that. I mean, and honestly, look, you know, if Adam Cole and was in WWE now before his contract was expired, he probably would have stayed. Yes, a hundred percent. I think I mean, it's keep it Tony Khan honest. It's like, okay, I've got talents in my employee that have an affection for the competition. So it's it's incumbent on him to do right by them and to, you know, use them accordingly. So exactly. again, like I, I love this whole thing now where it's like, uh, you can't just get off the whole thing where it's like, oh, if you go to WWE, you're just going to be on 205 Live, which is not even around anymore, but you'll be on NXT <laughs> or whatever. It's like now it's open. It's open. It's like, hey, you know, if you don't treat me right, I've got this guy over here who I worked with before, and I knew him before I knew you. So, you know, I think Listen, they're, they're all going to play the games. Yeah, they're I'm always talent it. first. Like promotions are the promotions, but I'm always a talent first type of guy. So, I, I, I can't. I can't wait till it settles on both sides. Then that's when it gets interesting. That's when it gets real. Yeah, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. He's on Raw tonight. That's when it'll get interesting. Like, yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk to you next week. Trust my handshake, bro. I'll be there. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't think anybody's doing handshake deals anymore. Yeah, yeah. Tony, not, Tony not, not Cody Rock. <laughs> he let Cody Rock for a while. Well, yeah, I but like, I, yeah, but I think I think we're in a different era now. I, I think I think Vince's resignation changed everything, and yeah. I, I don't think you I don't think you can honor handshake deals anymore. I I don't think you can. Yeah, agree. Um, I'm gonna be weird on this one, and I'm gonna go with the elite winning. I don't know why. I'm just picking them for where it is and to be different for right now. But I I, I like the best friends that. idea. Orange Cassidy ain't being in no ladder match. I can tell you that again. Not after that last injury. He's like, nah, I'm good, bro. You cost me a lot of money. Um, Let's get into uh, a big matchup here. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Lionheart, Chris Jericho. I like the buildup for this. I don't know if we're going to get the actual version of Lionheart, but uh, this should be a good wrestling match. I love this match when they did it back in NXT in, was it 2010? Maybe. 2009 maybe damn i'm feeling old right yeah, now that, that, shit, no. that, uh, yeah. that shit was good man back in the day though i love that match that they ended up doing um and i think this one will be good too though i think it'll allow danielson feels weird that he's not belted like out of everyone in bcc i'm yeah, like everybody yeah everybody has a belt except for him he needs a title 
Yeah, that makes me wonder if him and Joe are going to collide next, possibly, or or something. You're right. Happen. It's 2010. I, I just checked. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> had had me shook. Um, Matt, what do you <laughs> think of this one? Oh, I think this match is going to be great. Um, I think this. I think the winner of this match comes down to who Garcia sides with. I, I think whoever Garcia chooses is going to win this match. And the selfish part of me, I want him to side with Danielson because I want to see Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club, but I'm not 100% sure that it's going to happen. I'm going to go with Danielson for now, but I'm, I'm, this is one of my... I'm not super confident on this one. I'm not. Well, allow me to be super confident on this and to allay your fears, Matt. This is 100% going to be a Danielson win. Yes. For sure. Yes. For sure. The last time these two guys were in were in a match, uh, I mean, Jericho destroyed this man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that what was that? That was that uh that brawl of the what was it? The anarchy in the arena. Anarchy match? In the arena. Yep. No, uh, Danielson is definitely getting his win back here. I think this will be a a good match, a very good match potentially. Um, actually, yeah, not even potentially. This will be good. I mean, this is like that pure for me. Looking at this card, this is that pure wrestling match on the show where I think we're going to get that clinic. I think uh, we're going to see Danielson try to tie Jericho in knots. We're going to see Lionheart version of Jericho, you know, bust out some of his, uh, his Mexican submission techniques, hopefully in this match. I think this will be a very fun, just uh technical wrestling match. And hopefully without any shenanigans, any run-ins uh, and I hope they get, a good amount of time, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that Daniels is walking out of this the winner. Because I mean, Jericho. Well, I mean, what's this going to do for Jericho? You know what I mean? I, I think it's more important that Danielson comes out of this on top uh, with his momentum. I mean, Jericho's Teflon at this point in time. Jericho's been Teflon for damn near a decade. You know, yeah. wins and losses do not matter to this man. He is always over. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I've got Danielson winning this one. And I think of all the matches on the show, I think for me, this is like the easiest one to predict. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go with Danielson as well. But I do think Garcia is siding with Chris Jericho after the fact. I re- So in a perfect world, I see BCC and I would love to see Yuta and Garcia versus FTR some way, somehow. Oh, my God. Honor. Yeah. Yes. I- Give me yeah. that. It has to happen. Then Danielson has to win. Because yes. if he doesn't win, we don't get that. Yeah, you're going, yeah, you're, you're going against your own prediction, man. It's like, come on, man. Listen, I want be one that of to us. Be one of us. Go Danielson. Dude, I love Danielson. But I think they're going to keep this this balance. Jericho needs a guy like him for right now. I think that when Does Garcia. Does he know he's got Guevara back? But I think I that's like Guevara, that's me, I feel like Garcia be. was the spot that Guevara had an inner circle, but now with, with Jaws having Guevara back, they yeah. don't need Garcia anymore. But, that's, that void. Yeah. but I think later on down the line, Jericho and them will turn on Garcia and they're going to be like, yeah, I should, I knew I could trust Sammy always instead of you, blah, blah, blah. That's why I brought him in. Cause I knew he would never do, mess up whatever the situation is going to be. They stomp him out. And then that's when you get Garcia as the baby face and shout out to Casey. He is Buffalo's favorite son. Thank you. Yes. Daniel Garcia, hometown guy. I've seen him in many independent matches. Good dude. Uh, Jericho, 
Should be who gets the shot at Grand Slam. Phantom TV, thank you for joining us. Damn, I just clicked the stream. I swear I saw Brian in the thumbnail. Brian almost was in the thumbnail, but I did not have Matt's permission to make a a, a PNG of him, so I did not do that. <laughs> but I almost put them both in. I was like, should I ask? I'm like, it's kind of late. I'm not going to bug him right now. Uh, wonder how much of uh, Brian's influence will be on the AW game. A lot. <laughs> and uh, hope he does a great job working on 2K23. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, it. Him being back with WWE games gives me hope for 2K23. Same. Uh, and I'm not just saying uh, live Brian Danielson challenges for the world championship in New York. It's all about vets giving back to the younger generation, be it wrestling, higher education, business, other careers. Big respect to Omega Danielson and other vets who give back to the future. Garcia will uh, make his pick in Buffalo. Oh, that would be interesting because that is where Dynamite is following uh, this show. And I'm going to be there. Uh, but you can make a counter argument with Garcia with BCC. Yuta fills that same role. That is true. true that is true. true. But but Garcia uh, but Garcia is Moxley's guy, whereas I feel Garcia could be Danielson's guy. I I, I feel like they each have their like students, and I feel eventually Claudio will have his student as well. I, I feel like that's what the BCC is all about. It's a veteran working to bring like their student up to their level. And I feel Mox is Mox is with Yuta. I feel Danielson could be with Garcia. And then like who's who who will be under Claudio's win eventually. That that's that's how I look at it anyway. Jamie Hayter. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. Put the, put put her on the team. Put her in the squad. It'd be nice to see her to have a to have a woman within the uh the BCC, I think that'd be pretty cool, or or even Serena. Shit, Serena, I mean, yeah, that was the Serena would be a great too, but yeah, she's not a he's, student. He's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the only thing I can say about play. that. Yeah. Um, I guess there's really only two more matches kind of left to talk about. Supposedly, we're getting a match with like Sting, Darby, and Miro, probably versus yeah, uh, the, the homies, Black. House yeah. of Black. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel weird right now about the House of Black and how they've been doing everything with them. Um, I don't know. That Sting's got the thing around his eyes. Do any you guys see anything weird happening with it? Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't. I think. Yeah, shit. I completely forgot about this. Yeah, there too. Uh, this isn't even officially on there, so I'm kind of just. It, it's it's going to be announced tomorrow. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, uh, and that's I the think, other trios match. Correct. <laughs> I think this would be a sprint of a of a six man. Um, I, I I love the House of Black. I love all the members that are in it. Um, I I have conflicting feelings about the faction though because I look at that, and I guess maybe I don't know. Like this is my thing with factions in general, especially when it with the faction that has three members that I think are just awesome as individuals. Is that I, I love the idea of like okay, we're squatted up. You know, maybe we could be a faction, you know, Matt, Comrade, myself. We, we're in a wrestling environment. We're a faction, but we're not just wrestling trios matches. It's like we're doing our own thing, but coming together as that as that as that squad. You know what I mean? And I look at House of Black and I, I'm like, you know, Al, you know, uh, we're gonna say House of Black. Malachi Black to me. He he should be he should be more involved in bigger things on in like the title picture situation or maybe the TNT title situation. Uh, same with Brody King. Same with 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 Buddy Matthews. Like these guys, I 
I, I hate to, I mean, now that they we're going to be, you know, they'll be debuting the trio's championship. Maybe they'll have something to fight for. Uh, but I just see more out of them as individuals than I do as this collective that is always together. It'd be different if they were together as a unit, but also had their own kind of uh, mission statements. Um, so this match, it kind of feels, I mean, not that it's thrown together. I mean, they've been teasing this for a while, like with the animosity with uh, Allen and Sting and all that and Miro. But I just look at, again, it's like one of these matches on the show where I look at the people involved and I'm like, there'd probably be a much more compelling match if maybe this was just a Miro versus uh, Malachi, Malachi. singles or something like that. Like, but I get, I, I, I know Tony wants to get all these people on the show and I appreciate that, but I, I think it, it kind of waters down what could have been, you know what I mean? Cause it seemed like the main thrust of this was Miro was being, you know, joining House of Black, he turned against them, and it would have been cool to see him going up against the head of this faction in a one-off, one-on-one encounter. And instead, we're going to get this car crash, I'm sure, style six-man, which I'm sure will be fun and will be awesome. But I think by, you know, whoever wins it, I think we're kind of just right back where we were before the match even started. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see this as being a, a concluding anything in any way. It's just a firecrack of a match to entertain people, and that'll be it. Um, so that being said, I uh, I'm gonna pick House of Black just because I think they need this win more than uh, the babyface side. So yeah, that's my thoughts on this one. Matt, yeah, I know I agree. I think House of Black wins. I, I don't think Miro needs to be in a team. He's more, of, you know, he's he's a singles act, and I don't think his character plays well with others. So I don't think this trio is going to like be a cohesive unit by any means fantasy booking here i see julia hart getting involved late in the match you're gonna get a debut with cj perry miro's gonna get involved with that and while miro's distracted handling his hot flexible wife darby or sting's gonna take the pinfall and house of black's gonna win i think they're gonna protect miro and the loss and i think they're just gonna i think we are gonna get miro and, and malachi I think that's a Grand Slam match. I think yeah. you have that at Dynamite Grand Slam, and I think that'll be a big one. You've got you have CJ and Miro's corner. You have Jolie and, and Malachi's corner, and I, I think that could be a, a big match for that show in a few weeks. I, I agree with you guys as far as House of Black goes. I think Sting's got to be nearing the end of like wanting to do in-ring stuff because I saw uh, Matt put what a Sting jump off from this. Hit the New Jack music, bro. Um, but Sting's I, a it, maniac. Yeah. Personally, I think that you could have something to where maybe there's a miscommunication between Sting and Darby, and you start to begin to plant the seeds of that. That's who I think Sting should have his last match against is Darby Allen. It'll be easy. He could probably get off all the stuff that he used to do. He's a smaller guy. Boom, 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 bang. Put over the younger guy. I, that that's where I see this going. And it's so we're not seeing Miro come out in Matt's world of uh, with the Stinger face paint. He's not going to be out there no acting way. a fool. Um. 
I'm not mad at that. I think you protect Miro. And then, like you said, uh, we go forward with it. And I agree with what Brian said, too, about House of Black. My greatest fear once he started getting a group was I'm like, is this going to mean he's going to be in tag matches and shit all the time? Like, that's not what I want with him. But his back was injured. I, I just found that out recently, too, that he had an injured back. And that's why he probably had the group surrounding him so he could wrestle limited and not have to do too much. Yeah. Cool. It's what it is. And we had a question for you guys in here. It says, uh, what do you think of CM Punk's run in AEW so far in your favorite match of his since he's been in the company? Uh, I'll go to Brian first, and then we'll go to Matt, and then we'll transition to that main event speak that we'll have to have here because we don't know the main event. Uh, I think it's for, like, what do I think of CM Punk's run so far? I, I think it's um, – I, I would give it an incomplete. Only because I feel, you know, the injury that he had with the foot uh, sidelined him for a bit. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't feel right giving like a letter grade or any kind of thing where it's like, oh, he's, you know, done this or done that. I think it was going well up until that injury that he had. Um, you know, winning the championship off a of, off a page, I thought was the right move. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love CM Punk. I yeah, the injury really, really uh, did a number on on his standing in the company. As far as I mean, it just it just sucked. Especially like I, we all saw that match when he jumped to the crowd. I mean, when he I I knew instantly. I was like the way that he hit his leg. I'm like that didn't look good. And then him kind of wobbling in that match. It's just unfortunate that he got hurt the way that he did. Um, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to see him punk is back in pro wrestling. That's it. You know, uh, I'm glad that he is here. I'm glad that he is an AEW. I'm glad that we are going to see him compete in the main event of this show. Uh, so yeah, I love punk. I'm glad he's here. You know, how well has he done? He he's done. He's done just fine. <laughs> and uh my favorite match of his since he's come back oh man see this is this is we're so spoiled as wrestling fans where you know back in the day it was easy to rattle off whatever great match somebody had because you didn't see a whole lot of great matches uh especially on tv all that regularly but we're in the day and age now where between you know, WWE, AEW, you know, New Japan, you know, strong in the New Japan shows. Like, there's great matches happening consistently across the board. Um, I, I've enjoyed all of Punk's matches thus far. If I had to say what was his best, I'd probably say his title win against Paige uh, was a was a really good match um, for me. So I'd say that. So pass the baton to you guys. Um, I, I, I don't want to give it a letter grade either. I just, I, I've loved that Punk's been back and his return at, at Rampage last year was one of the, the greatest moments of my wrestling fandom. I got together with a bunch of friends and we watched the show at, at, at a friend's house and we just, we all lost our minds together. It was great. Um, I think, I think my favorite match since he's been back is probably the dog collar match with uh with mjf and revolution oh, yeah. um i that just like him coming out with the old ring of honor theme and and the, and the throwback gear and everything that just got all up in my feels on on that i mean that was that was freaking awesome um and look i think his i think his best works in front of him because everything's leading up to the fact to the point 
when Punk says fuck it and he turns heel. Yeah. Because everybody's right. waiting for heel jackass CM Punk. And I feel like he's right around the corner and it could happen as early as this Sunday. Spark it, man. Go ahead. Just spark it. Get into it. Huh? Uh, spark I, it. I, what we we talk we talking main event now or I guess this I don't this is weird we don't know but maybe it is the, I, it's safe to assume it's Punk Moxley right yeah yeah. It's, it's it's, yeah yeah I think the only other match that might get announced for the show and I'll just throw this out here All Atlantic Championship Pack versus Will Ospreay I'll oh. take that. if it's I, on zero look, hour I will take that as well that better not be on zero hour. I was that gonna say you don't you don't put that match on zero yeah. hour, man. Yeah. That I, I would throw that on the pay-per-view. I'm look, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but if I was booking, Pac has not yet got to defend the All Atlantic Championship on an actual AEW event yeah. since he's won the damn thing. Let him defend the freaking thing at all out for crying out loud. Um and if it they don't yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It probably will be Kip Sabian, and at that point, maybe you put it on zero hour. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no offense to Kip, but yeah. if it's Will Ospreay, it's on the main card. If it's Kip, yeah. you might be on zero hour. But main of main event. Look, if you if you looked at Punk when he was going up the aisle last week on Dynamite, he had this look where he turned around and looked at the crowd, like, "How dare you cheer for Moxley when I came out here." fighting injured for all of you and you're all cheering the other guy so i could see like punk is desperate to get this get this rematch i don't know people have suggested he puts his career on the line like career versus title or something on dynamite tomorrow i don't know how they're gonna i don't know how they're gonna do with it i think punk and moxley could talk themselves into a rematch without any silly stipulation added to it but I absolutely see Punk getting frustrated late in the match, and he doesn't think he can win. And he goes with a low blow or a title belt shot or something, and he cheats to get his title back. And he might not be booed in Chicago, but when Dynamite rolls around a few days later, it'll be very interesting to hear what his promo will be. And that could lead into a new pinnacle with him leading with FTR and Wardlow. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's certainly possible. So that's my prediction. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know how they do it, man. Brian, Brian, your thoughts on this one? Uh, my prediction is exactly what Matt just said. I think I think that I think that Punk, because I, I I noticed that too when he was being carried. Uh, up the ramp and he did he made that look everything punk does when he's on television is it's it's it, as subtle as it may be it's intended like everything he does is with intent i think all of this leads to him turning heel in this match in chicago and him walking away the aw world champion and yeah like your point i think he this is gonna happen because he is gonna turn i, I see him getting frustrated i see him kind of just resorting to you know, the old punk, you know what I mean? Uh, that malcontent. It was like, you know, like you said, like, and, and with him knowing that he's in Chicago, knowing that he can cheat and these, and these people in this building are going to consider him, you know, the hero that he thinks that he is in his own head. I just think it writes itself. And I think punk is in chomping at the bit to turn heel. I think punk punk is one of those guys. Like, I mean, he, he can do, he's a very good baby face, but 
he's he seems to me one of those performers that he can he can he can be babyface, he can be face, he can be that that good guy. But he really just he cherishes being a villain. Like I feel that he that's where he really gets his uh the most fun out of his job is being that you know despicable hated guy and no one can do that better than him i it, like honestly in terms of a wrestler of the the you know modern age or current day that can go back and forth the way punk can where he where he's a face he's loved loved and then when he turns heel he has that same ability to have those same people that were cheering for his ass he can commit like it's a to credit to his promo ability and the strength of his character he can have them hating his ass and i think that's where he kind of thrives in and i think for this match to happen and like i said it hasn't been announced yet officially but i mean come on this is fucking all out it's one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year like they this is mox and punk too is going to be the main event i think punk's winning and i think the only way that happens is that he turns heel in the middle of the match and he walks out with his belt and uh and i think it's gonna be the spark that maybe dynamite needs to kind of kind of galvanate galvanize a viewership or whatever but that's what i'm expecting i'd be shocked if it happens any other way and i say it with the caveat of me being a super super diehard moxley fan i think what he's done this summer has been spectacular yes him being this world beater going through and just demolishing everybody in his path i love what they did on dynamite with Moxley and Punk, Punk just or when Moxley just went through him. Injury, I don't give a shit. You're in the ring with me. <laughs> Match continue. I'm going to dump you on your head two times. Call it a day. I loved it. I thought it was great. He did the smart thing ever in pro wrestling. Oh, my foot's hurt. I was like, is Punk about to do some heel? He was like, no, clothesline. Get your ass up. Yeah, I'm done. No, yeah, no, done. done. Like, no, I don't give a shit. And, and Moxley has established that in promos. It's like, even with his with his uh, his uh, BTC brothers, like, I don't care who's standing in front of me. If you're standing in front of me, the only thing that I want to do is to hurt you, get the win, and get the fuck up out of this ring. That's it. <laughs> that is what Mox does. Like, you know, friend or foe. If it's your friend, it's like, hey, after I beat your ass, I'll thank you for the match in the back. But when we're, when we're here in this, in this square circle, it's like, no, I'm not seeing friend or foe. I'm just seeing an obstacle, and I'm getting past you. I, I think Moxie's doing the best work of his of his entire career, and I love the character. And he's been a strong champion for uh, interim, and now he's the champion. He's been a strong champion for the program. He's been the anchor of the show, in my opinion. So it sucks to see him lose the belt, but I think the only way you can properly do it is for this punk turn, like Matt had suggested and I agree with. I like it. I like it. Now, I, I got to go back to Matt now. He said MJF wins. How long can MJF hold off on not – winning this because you give the belt to punk and then have him lose it right away again you're in a weird predicament because i think mjf's gonna get cheered man i don't know i don't he know how this well is gonna could. work out i mean you can't rule anything out you can't rule out how that crowd is going to react because a lot of that a lot of that aew smart crowd you know reads everything that gets posted online they know it all they know all the backstage drama they know you know, they know the drama that occurred with MJF going into double or nothing. They know everything that's happened with with Punk in the last couple of weeks. And, like, look, they very well could come back and MJF could be hailed as a conquering hero. As, you know, as coming back and saying, 
I was right about everything that I said about CM Punk. And nobody believed me. You know, they, they could. But look, also, Tony Khan has never shied away from doing face versus face and heel versus heel matches in this company. And he just basically like, I'll let you cheer whoever the fuck you want to cheer. I don't care. This match is going to be dope. I don't freaking need to worry about, you know, who's a heel and who's a face because it's going to draw tickets anyway. So, look, if they uh, look, if, if MJF wins the casino ladder match, and even if he doesn't, if there's some kind of build to full gear and you hold off MJF and Punk till full gear and you do it there, they could easily take the title off Punk, you know, there and put it on MJF. But honestly, I'll tell you right now, if MJF isn't under a new deal, ain't no way I'm letting him win that way AEW World Championship. Yeah, because no. if he if, if 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 TK has not locked him into a new contract, and I believe that he has, but let's just entertain the fact and say that he hasn't, and his contract still expires at the beginning of 2024 until his name is signed on the dotted line and he's guaranteed to be there till like 2027, 2028, like Adam Cole is. Ain't no way I'm putting the AW world title on him with you with the threat of, you know, Triple H snatching him up the second 2024 rolls around. No freaking way. Bruce Pritchard calling that number over and over. Pick up, pick up. I need you yep, right now. We got now. the relationship from MLW. Mm-hmm. They might get rid of my ass, please. Yeah. <laughs> you come in, I'm good to stay. So it depends on what happens. This is going to be an interesting show, though. Um, like we said, the build has been kind of weird, but uh, definitely some interesting things. Gentlemen, I have to thank you both. This was a long, 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 long time in the making, and I always appreciate when I can uh, have two great wrestling fans on here just talking wrestling with me, and you guys can run wild with all of your thoughts, opinions, and theories. I absolutely love it, and I appreciate it. Matt, thank you for coming on the first time. Brian, one of many. Uh, hopefully I can get you both back on for some more later on in the future, but uh, tell people where they can find you, what you're working on. Uh, we'll go Matt. Then we'll go Brian. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RAWF showtime. Um, I, I write at, uh, at wrestlezone.com and sports Kita. I write a lot of, I write a lot about professional wrestling across all the different companies. So if you want to read about where, what I write, you can find, you can find the links. Just follow me on Twitter. It's all, you know, it's all there. So it's in the description. It's in the description too. There you go. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, definitely check out Matt's stuff. Um, I, I I'm just I'm just so happy to have been able to be a part of this show tonight. I mean, I Conrad, I love you, brother, and Matt, I love you too, man. We go back a lot of years, and it's uh this is just has just been a treat for me to uh to do this tonight. So it's good to see you guys both. Uh, I'm on Twitter, and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> at True B Will, uh, T R U B W I L L, and uh, I make wrestling video games. And uh, damn right, you do the best. It. That's about it. I like it, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, tomorrow night, we'll be live once again to review Dynamite. We'll get Derek's picks. We'll, I'm sure, we'll hear him uh, talk his usual mess that he likes to talk, but we're looking forward to it. So make sure you guys. Join us. Thank you for everyone who joined in tonight. You are much appreciated. And for myself, for Brian Williams and Matt Black, we are out. One.
everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people, the best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin, the opinions, the lesson, yes, by the fans, uh, for the fans, uh, not many in this can understand, uh, this the podcast to show you who I am, uh, Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans, uh, please listen every day to the showcase, the opinions and knowledge that anyone can take, showing you how it is done, proving I am number one, what a legend becomes, this is now my time to show you that I am here, uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear, uh, by the fans, uh, for the fans, uh, not many who's here can understand everything pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people, the best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin, the opinion and the lesson, yes. Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people, the best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin, the opinions, the lesson, yes.